Welcome everybody to today's Intelligent Property Investor Masterclass. So great to have everybody on board. We've had a big week. There's lots of announcements during the week, lots of data to share with you. But uh, most importantly, it's what this data does for you. This is about property. This is about what's happening in the market and how it affects you, property pricing and your actions. And I call it the Intelligent Property Investor Masterclass because it's about making you intelligent to make more intelligent decisions, to ultimately make better decisions and therefore more money. Now, look, if you're listening to me on a podcast on either on the uh, platforms like Spotify or on iTunes, uh, welcome, but I really would love you to come across to my website at some stage and have a look at all the charts that I'm going to be sharing with you. So uh, get on there, subscribe to the uh, channel so that you get them coming into you every week so that you're making sure that you're on top of everything that's going on in the market so you can make those better decisions. Now, what's going on for the week? Well, first up, property boom. We, this is the fastest growth that we have seen in the property market in Australia in the last 32 years. Unbelievable growth. It's not unprecedented, but it's certainly uh, right up there with the best of them. Last 32 years, we saw that, that kind of growth. Uh, property prices are booming everywhere except for one particular little area that I want to share with you or one segment um, to look out for. And I want to also talk about the lockdowns and how the economy is really doing very, very well, even with the lockdowns. And what we're seeing is that businesses are actually looking through the, uh, the current lockdowns and they're seeing a post-pandemic economy. And that's what they're really excited about. Business confidence is certainly up and uh, they are looking to, um, to get those employment figures right up there as we come through to Christmas. I want to talk about the farmers. My goodness, the farmers are making hay while the sun shines and the sun is shining on land prices and what that means for your homes because we are in the land cycle right now. Land values are going up and consequently, it's so important for you guys to not miss out on what's happening in the market right now. And we're going to be talking about one particular country that's playing silly buggers with energy and what it means for Australia. It's actually a good thing for Australia. It's a different reason as to why they're doing it, but it's certainly interesting nonetheless. So let's get into the Intelligent Property Investor Masterclass. Christmas, my goodness, it's only weeks away, would you believe? Oh, I was talking to someone the other day and they were telling me it was something like seven or eight weeks till Christmas. And uh, gosh, this year has flown by. We start talking about tinsel and Christmas and everything already. Well, I don't want to talk about the tinsel, but I do want to talk about how the economy is gearing up for Christmas. Now, look, the last lot of lockdowns for both Victoria and New South Wales, particularly in New South Wales, the New South Wales the market has, um, is the biggest market that we have. And the lockdowns that have happened there have certainly restricted the economy. Melbourne, gosh, I feel so sorry for the Melbourneites because they've been in lockdown pretty much for you know a long, long time. This is like their sixth or seventh lockdown or something ridiculous. And look, it's starting to show in the retail sales. So we're starting to see a drop-off in retail sales there. But if you look at the line as we go through, we're still above the normal um, uh, non-pandemic line that we would be on for a natural growth in real estate, in, in uh, retail sales. 
So I'm, I'm pretty um, buoyed by all of that, particularly because Christmas is coming up and because, uh, you know, New South Wales has got a, a date for their, their coming out and they're, you know, they're out on their freedom days and all of this kind of stuff. So we will start to see that start to pick up and the next lot of figures that come out will start to see a big boost on that. But that's pretty good to still remain above the, uh, the trend line there. Um, for a non-pandemic trend line in real uh, in uh, retail sales, so I'm pretty pretty pleased about all of that. This is the thing that I'm very pleased about, and this is job ads. Now, this is the job ads is leading up into Christmas. We're starting to see massive increases. You know, 45 and 49 percent increases in job ads, uh, and uh, we have a look at what that means coming into Christmas. Normally, there's a bigger boost in uh, part-time jobs and retail jobs and hospitality jobs through Christmas because everybody seems to be out and about and spending more money. So that's what we're seeing here. Now, the blue line is where we are at 2021. Um, now, that's pretty much in line with what we've seen previously. So I'm quite quite excited about what that means. Most companies seem to, be, seem to be seeing through that and they're already starting to advertise for a lot more jobs as we come into Christmas. In fact, the job ads um, and on the month by month uh, are actually up about 6%. Now, these, these two figures here are interesting because if we look over here, we've got 56.7% more jobs being advertised now than last year. Not that that's particularly important because last year was an awful year. And, uh, you know, we're right in the middle of COVID, all that kind of stuff. So last year doesn't count. We just have to wipe those figures. But what is interesting, we are 24.7% we up for job ads than we were two years ago. So we're talking 2019 here. So our job ads now are about 24% higher than they were back then. And that was pre-pandemic. So that's actually an interesting figure. And that's actually more telling at the moment than anything last year, because you've got to really discount what was going on last year. And that's the same here, because it, our job ads are up, but our applications per ad are actually down. So on a month-on-month -month basis, they're down 0.8, which doesn't say a huge amount, but this is this is a figure here is important, because the numbers of people applying for jobs compared to now versus two years ago, so 2019, pre-COVID, we are we have 34.9% less people applying uh, for jobs than we had back in 2019. So that's very encouraging. I'd rather look at the two-year figures, so us compared now to what we were two years ago than what we were a year ago, because a year ago, everything was in turmoil still. So that's really telling and that's really showing the strength of the business confidence. It's showing the strength of the market and it's showing the, you know, the expectation of spending as we move forward into Christmas. So that's been really, really good. On a state-by-state -state basis, uh, this is just the month-on-month -month change, which you'd expect leading into Christmas because we're starting to see a lot more ads come out for all of those Christmas jobs. Uh, New South Wales is actually up 20%. Queensland's up 76 Northern Territory is up 2.3, WA is up 1.5, South Australia 4. Point, sorry 5.2, Victoria is the only one that's down and that's just because they haven't opened up yet um, and we haven't got a firm date for when that's going to happen. Tassie is up 4.2 and ACT is up 2.1. So that's actually really pretty good. And again, when we compare it to two years ago across the states, 
Um, you can forget the top line because that was COVID. Who cares what happened last year? But from two years ago, I mean, you know, Queensland, just Queensland alone, is up 44.8%. Um, New South Wales is 9, Victoria is 10, South Australia is 68%. Um, WA, 59%. And this is against 2019 when things were ticking along okay. Tassie, up 76.1. It's only really the ACT that's down and, and Northern Territory is up 61.5. So, you know, that's a... Whew, those figures really show the, the sentiment of the economy. And when we have strong sentiment, even though we're talking here about, about um, job ads and the business sector, that flows onto jobs, that flows onto confidence, that flows onto investment, and that flows onto people having money to go into property, which is what is happening, and that is why the pricing is going through the roof. Uh, when we look at the top 10 industries by volume, uh, there's a bit of a mixed bag here. And again, forget everything over on, on there. You look at the month by month. Forget last year because that was crazy. But look at the two years. Trades are up 45.5%. Healthcare up 33%. Information technology up 9%. Manufacturing, transport and logistics up 61%. This is on two years ago. Um, hospitality up 24%, which is a little bit surprising. Education up 27%. Administration up 22%. Retail and consumer products, 51%. Um, uh, community support and development, 47%. Construction, 23%. Those numbers are off the chart because that is how much that you know has increased in volume as a percentage of volume in those industries. So we've got a lot of strength in the economy and that's all flowing through to property. We are property centric in this country and uh, you know, the, uh, when we get a bit of money behind us, what do we do? We either upgrade our property or we go and buy an investment property. And that is what is pushing pricing up. We've got the biggest property boom in 32 years. That's a long time. Uh, you know, Sydney home prices lift 1.9%. Um, that's just in the, in the, in the month um, because of the optimism about reopening. So I haven't even, you know, that was, that was pre-opening up. That's just the optimism about opening. And, you know, you put that into dollar figures across all of the, the major capital cities, the median value has gone up remarkably right across the board. Um, and the percentage return is, uh, you know, we're up in the, in the, this is the increase in pricing. So, you know, 26% for Sydney, Melbourne's 17.9, Brisbane's 24.7, Adelaide's 24%, Perth is 23%, uh, Hobart is 32%, Darwin is 23%, Canberra is 29%, and then you've got the combined. So across the nation, we're up 24% in house prices. If you want to have a look at that visually, look at that chart. Just look at the percentages. It's crazy how much we are seeing in growth right now. Now, it will slow, but it's still going up. So don't be thinking, oh, I'll just wait for the market to tip over and we're going to have a crash. No, we're not. We're actually going to have a steady increase. It'll level off a bit, so the increase won't be as dramatic, but we are going to have that increase. And Mark my words, as soon as we open up those international borders, which will be next year sometime, 
We're already talking about it now. We are going to have a flood of migration and that is going to further exacerbate these figures. These figures are not taking into account international migration to Australia. Once that opens up, we are going to have an absolute flood. We will be, have as much as we allow into the country and uh, that is going to really exacerbate these figures and prices are going to go even further. Uh, this is a month-on-month -month change in uh, dwelling values, a little bit of a drop-off just in the last week because of the lockdowns, but that's due to change. Um, we've got the CoreLogic figures out, which is the uh, Home Price Index, and just look at that, poof, off the charts. If you have a look at this one, this is Sydney alone, look at that, off the charts. This is houses and this is units, and actually that's an interesting um, thing to talk about there, where ha that, the the uh, value in house prices has gone up much more than units. And that really comes out down to land values. Land values have gone through the roof. And so a unit doesn't have as much land value as a, as a home does. And consequently, houses are going up substantially more. And that is a trend right across Australia, even though this chart is only a Sydney chart. That's the phenomenon that's happening right around Australia. And that's going to continue. This is not something that we're going to see an end to quickly. Um, so, and that really shows through even in the farming market. I mean, agricultural farms are selling at an absolute premium right now. And a lot of the farmers are cashing in on that. The low interest rates are partly the, the cause of that, but also commodity pricing. You know, the commodity prices of, of corn and or crops and cotton and all of those things have gone up, but so too is beef and dairy and all of those types of products. So the farming industry um, has had a few bumper years and some of them are actually cashing out. What are they doing? <laughs> They're putting it into the residential market predominantly and they cash out of their farms. So that's pushing things up even further. There was an article in the Financial Review during the week. It says, farm sells for 3.8 million after 220 inquiries in three days. That's how quickly things are moving. Another one, another article was, land prices buoyed by the best conditions in 30 years. So, Look, you know, normally when we talk about um, agricultural land, it's very patchy because this area will be doing well and that area will be in drought and this area is in flood and this one's got fires and whatever else. And they are so affected by the seasons. But we're not seeing that now because right across the board, the land prices have gone up regardless of the, of the conditions of the weather, uh, which is very, very unusual. This is not something that we, we normally see. And as I said, part of it is commodity pricing, but part of it is, is interest rates. You know, we've had the lowest interest rates that we have seen in, you know, in ever in this country. We never had interest rates this low, not ever. So, you know, you, you look at that and go, well, that's, that's where the money's going. And it's all about control of land. The more land you control, uh, the more money that you, you, that you can make. It's considered more than gold. Land is worth a lot more than gold right now. And that's why, you know, I've been talking about this for a long time and I've been encouraging you guys to get into the market because it, uh, everything is moving around you and the more time you spend out of the market, the, uh, the, you know, the, the more money you're actually losing by not doing anything. Now, there's a crazy thing going on in Europe right now and it's the, this energy crisis. Now, in uh, Russia, for starters, Russia is going through a, a production crisis where they are pulling back on 
on production. Why are they doing that? I have absolutely no idea. They are making a political play at the moment. I think they're trying to put pressure on, the, uh, on Europe and all the European countries as they go into winter. Now, um, they're forcing up the, the, uh, the oil pricing um, and the coal pricing uh, and the natural gas pricing because they're all the things that fuel our energy around the world. Now, whilst they're playing games over there and we've got um, blackouts in, in Russia and we've got blackouts in other parts of Europe and we've got fuel shortages in, in um, the UK and they're all running around with their jerry cans, it's a great thing for Australia because this energy crisis strokes inflationary fears. Bonds start to go, start to uh, have a bit of a sell-off and we're starting to see, uh, you know, that, that turnaround of events. Now, it's not a big thing, but it is something to consider and something to watch. And when you look at what's happening in the production line, it's a bit charts, a little bit hard to read and everything, but let's just pull out two interesting ones. Let's pull out Australia. This is our shipments of coal. So this is how we have increased our shipments of coal. The, um, where we're up to over there is the, the red line. These other, these other lines here are the varying um, years from 2017 through to 2021. You can see our shipments are, are certainly coming up. The coal is definitely in demand. And then you compare that to Russia at the moment. What is it doing? There's a massive demand for coal and being an energy source and they're just pulling back on their production. Now, what that means is that the world coal price uh, and also um, LNG price is actually going up and that's creating a lot of um, flux in the market. It means that our future contracts on coal and natural gas and anything that produces, uh, produces any uh, energy is uh, very much in demand. And because we're an energy and a resource country, we are benefiting big time from this. World Energy Crisis offers Australia a $349 billion opportunity. So uh, we're going crazy trying to lock in forward contracts of supply and things like that while Russia pulls back. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But what it's doing for us is it's creating this wonderful balance of trade. This is our balance of trade. Look at that. Uh, you know, it's, I was back over here a few months ago talking to you guys going, oh my God, the balance of trade is doing really, really well. Look where it's at now. And that, this is on top of the fact that the iron ore pricing is actually coming down. Uh, you know, China is, again, playing silly buggers over there as well um, and pulling back on uh, production of steel and particularly export of steel to Australia. So we might have a bit of a steel crisis coming up shortly unless we start, you know, turning, you know, getting some of those old old steel mills and things that we used to have back into production. And that's something that we should do. There's no reason why we need to be buying steel out of China. We should be producing it here. It's a it's one of those industries that is a capital intensive industry. We want those jobs here. It's just as efficient to turn on an electrical switch here as it is in a, in China and make the uh, make the steel. And yes, there's labour content, but it's mostly capital intensive. 
And if I speak loud, en loud enough and shout it from the rooftops, maybe the government will listen and start getting an incentive out there and actually giving grants and interest-free loans and all sorts of other things to industry that starts to create manufacturing back in this country. We need to reclaim our manufacturing. We need to reclaim our jobs back here. We need to start putting that industry back here, particularly capital-intensive industries. Because I say it's just as cheap to run a machine in China as it is here in Australia. And we need to have that production back here. Stop being so dependent and reliant on other countries when we can do it here just as cheap. So that's what we need to be doing. This is setting us up to be able to do it because our balance of trade is great. But we need to pull that back and start making it happen. And uh, it needs a bit of government push and a bit of government incentive to do that as well. Uh, so this, as you can see, how our, our exports up here in the red are way above where we are from an imports perspective down there in, uh, in blue. And this is what we want to see because that means more money is coming into Australia than is exiting Australia. Australia as a whole is becoming more wealthy. Um, you know, our individual wealth, which I haven't got on the charts this week, is off the charts. We are, we are more wealthier than we have ever been. Our disposable income per household is higher. Our savings are higher. We're paying down debt. We're paying off our mortgages. And uh, we are putting any excess money into cars and housing. So it's a good time all around for Australia right now. So to leave you on that, I want to talk about um, something that I think is waning. And it's probably waning more for those that are in lockdown than those that aren't. And that is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm moves the world. And the more enthusiasm you have, the more action you're going to take and the more results you're going to get. Sitting back and taking no action and uh, watching a Netflix binge or whatever it might be, is not going to serve you. The more enthusiasm you have, the more uh, energy you have, the more excitement about life and doing things and making things happen and, and talking about the things that matter, the greater the results are going to be, the greater the turnaround for you personally, as well as the bigger picture here of us in this, this country. So look, you know, you've got, to, you've got to take action. You can't stay out of this market for long. And uh, even if you're feeling a little bit of a wane in, in enthusiasm right now, super encourage you to take up my offer of talking to one of my advisors. Now, I've set aside some times there. They are free. They are hour long. So the 60 minutes long, I'm calling them the breakthrough, the real estate breakthrough sessions. Because I'll talk to you about what can be done, what other people have done, you know, how you can, you can take action, what we can do to help you take action. Now, these are free. You can click on the link here or you can go to iloverealestate.tv forward slash questions and you'll be able to pick up one of those, those appointment times. I super encourage you to do it. I super encourage you to get your family and friends to do it as well um, because this is the roadmap forward. This is what you need to be doing to make sure that you're making the most out of this incredible, incredible market that we are in. You know, the highest growth rates in 32 years, that's off the charts, guys. You can't afford to be staying on the sidelines any longer. Get yourself educated, start to take some action. And the way to start that all off is to click on the link there or go to iloverealestate.tv forward slash questions forward slash get a free 60-minute appointment with one of my advisors. It's a breakthrough real estate appointment. And uh, let's kick the year off. Let's get some, some uh, really serious goals kicked 
right now in this market because that's the opportunity that we are facing. So look, that's it for me this week. I hope you enjoyed the Intelligent Property Investor Masterclass. And uh, I'll be back again to talk to you very soon in the next exciting episode um, where what's going on. Remember, this is the place that you can get the real data. You get the real charts. You actually get what's really going on, what really matters, and not some of the, uh, you know, the uh, misleading stuff that you're getting from from the news or just all of this COVID crap that we seem to be getting. That's all we ever seem to hear is how many cases and how many vaccines and how many whatever. I don't know about you, but I am officially over it. <laughs> Let's just get on and make some money. That's it for me, guys. Catch you again soon and I'll see you around the traps. Bye now.